You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our third episode covering the second season of Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures for the episodes Storms of Tall and Return to the Wheel. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike and Star Wars fans out there? Welcome back to the Rebels Podcast and our coverage of the Freemaker Adventures, you know, we love the show and we love to talk about it. We got two episodes this week again, Mike. Uh, like you said, Storms of Tall and Return to the Wheel. We will, uh, we're going to get into those real quick here. Um, but, Mike, you wanted to mention one thing in the news that, uh, you know, like we love to talk about all Star Wars news on this podcast, of course. Yeah. But uh, what is it? What do you want to talk about first? I uh, just, uh, just, you know, there was a, there's a huge dump of uh, Last Jedi uh, news uh, earlier today and uh, and yeah I just wanted to yeah, if you haven't if you haven't already checked it all out um, my suggestion would be to head to starwarstsc.com because yeah. uh, that's the the saga continues that's their their uh, website head over there uh, and and uh, Tim has basically gathered all of the news in one place um, and uh, you can see a lot of great new pictures. Uh, we've gotten our first official look at um, at two things: the the Praetorian Guards, which had leaked back yeah. around um, D twenty three, um, and sort of been rumored before then. But this is our first official look at them, um, and a little bit about uh, about what they mean and, and that sort of thing. And um, and another big reveal: uh, the caretakers of Octo. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Achto? I don't know if it's Ach or Ak. Do you do you know what it is? I think you maybe know, it's Achto. I don't know. I've I've starting to hear that the Achto version yeah. lately. At first it was Octo, which I was fine with, but now I've been hearing Achto. So I think yeah. it was Octo when uh, when JJ coined it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think that Ryan Johnson changed it to Achto. I like Achto better, actually. Achto sounds sounds a little bit because it's almost like when you say it fast enough, it almost sounds like one word. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I just 
man, I, there the news for this movie just keeps getting better and better. Um, oh, the yeah. complexity oh. of the story yeah. and these visuals and stuff. I, I think it's going to be a really, really great movie. Um, yeah. I'm going to stick by what I said a couple weeks ago, um, which is that I think that a lot of the fandom is going to be very mad. Um, they're gonna, they're, they're not going to like it. I think there's going to be a lot of people who walk out and go, that was not a very good star Wars movie. Um, Mm. but I think that they're going to be, uh, wrong. I think that, that, that history is going to win out on that one, but, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for the movie. I'm really excited for some of this new stuff. Uh, I'm really, really interested and I would say invested in the direction that they're going with Finn's character, um, Mm -hmm. where he's not. Um, he comes out of his, his coma, right? And he's a hero and, and everybody, like he's a legend now in the resistance, right? He started the movie, the, the, this trilogy in a very different place as this, this rogue, uh, stormtrooper. And, uh, and then he and, and Ray end up on the Millennium Falcon talking to Han Solo, like your Han Solo, the, the 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 famous <laughs> smuggler no he's the war general like the 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 re- rebellion general right like talking about han and luke like luke skywalker i thought he was a myth and then he goes off to save ray on on star killer base gets injured and wakes up however long later um mm-hmm. and news of his exploits has spread across the resistance and across the galaxy um, and now, you know, th- when he referred to himself as big deal, uh, when he was lying, <laughs> now yeah. he is a big deal in the resistance. And, and, um, I think the interesting part of that story is that he's reluctant about it. He doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily want to be. And I right. think that that's just a really interesting angle to go, um, with that character. Cause I think that it would have been really easy to lean into the other way where we just don't acknowledge it. And now he's just a hero in the resistance. Right. Right. But instead, you know, cause then, cause then you kind of just have, you have Finn and Poe and, and I, and that was a feeling that I was getting from all of the images and, and what we had gotten so far of like, well, are Finn and Poe basically the same character now or, <laughs> Right, like, because they're both just like these sort of uh, uh, swashbuckling heroes in the resistance, but but hearing all of this and hearing Rose's role to play in that part of the story, I think, um, I think that definitely distinguishes him from Poe, and therefore gives both Finn and Poe room to develop as characters, right? Um, and, and I think that that's awesome. I I think that that's fantastic. And it shows that Ryan Johnson understands this, this, uh, storytelling, uh, logic of like, why would you have two of the same character? That's pointless. Right. Right. Um, and it's like Luke and Han are very different characters. And that's one of the great things about star Wars. Um, you know, we look at the ghost crew and it's like, they're, they're all very distinct. You look at the freemakers and they all have their things that make them important to the whole, right? We talked about that last week. And I think that he gets that, that that's the power of, you know, mythic storytelling. And especially when you've got, you know, mythic storytelling that revolves around a, a, an ensemble and not just mm-hmm. a single character. So it, it's just, you know, I mean, like, I, 
you know, you know the the score. I'm sold on this movie. Oh, it's for sure, just yeah. a matter of getting to December, yeah. right? We just have to make it that long without getting blown up, um, which you know we won't talk about on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> it's touch and go at the moment. So <coughs> yeah, they. Uh... Go ahead, go ahead. Finn. Yeah, no, let's let's hope <laughs> that we make it to December so that we can see this movie. But uh, I, I, you know, like I was sold already, but this news dump today was really great in just kind of bolstering that and giving a little bit more, um, a little bit more roundness to that feeling of anticipation. Before it was just sort of a very flat, like, yeah, the Last Jedi, the trailers, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. can't wait and yeah. now it's more like oh no this is gonna be this is gonna be really really good i think this is gonna stand out as one of the best star wars movies so it it's certainly lining up for that and i and you were talking about how well, we've talked about this before but man this is gonna be the you know it's gonna be a different movie all the actors say this and and i think one of the key things that a lot of star wars fans are going to notice is the the character of Luke is going to be the one that's so different. I think that's yeah. the one that everybody's talking about. Like he's going to come into the, when we last saw him in Return of the Jedi, besides Force Awakens, in Return of the Jedi, he had just finished. You know, everything was kind of wrapped up. Everything was nice and neat. You know, they just won the war. You know, the Sith are defeated. He's yeah. on a high note. And then now you get into this, and it's going to be a totally different thing as because of all the things that happened between with the with the Jedi Order and Kylo and. And him taking his his leave from the Jedi Order, and it's going to be a different Luke that we're not going to be used to, I think, and that's going to be the big difference. Yeah. And 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 look at what he says in this article. Um, Mark Hamill says Luke made a huge mistake in thinking that his nephew was the chosen one. I mean, that blew mm. me away when I'm reading this. I'm like, what? So he invested everything he had in Kylo, much like Obi Wan did with uh, with my character. So. Reading that, it just kind of blew me away that that he was actually yeah. able to to say that, and they didn't censor that because I'm thinking that's like a huge plot element. You know what I mean? So, well, I don't know if I don't know if his use of the term "chosen one" is. No, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't. I don't think it's you know the prophecy of the chosen one. I think it's no. just a a sort of terminology. I think that Lu- what Mark Hamill is is referring to there is sort of like the one to carry on the Skywalker exactly. legacy, right? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. He's a Skywalker. Kylo's a Skywalker and maybe Luke in his own way like hey Kylo I'm going to you you're the one that's going to be bringing this order yeah. back to what it should be or whatever Luke wanted it to be. So no, yeah. I know what you're saying. Not, not the chosen one. Let's not get that confused, but yeah, that, it's huge. So that was a crazy quote. And I was really excited to see that. And then of course this Praetorian guards and what they talked about there yeah. um, about them being the uh, Snoke bodyguard. And now I'm thinking I'm starting to piece some of this together with the behind the scenes footage of Kylo yep. uh, battling those two. It's gotta be the guards, right? I mean, that's I'm what I think. That's yeah. what I think, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that. And oh. and you know, it's funny because we we got reminded of a of a, a comment that I made on a, a an old episode of of Rebels in the lead up to the Force Awakens, where you remember when we got the re- the 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 or maybe it was even on Clone Wars because this is so long ago. It was the 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 read through picture mm-hmm. when that was right. revealed and we got the full reveal of the cast and everything. And I and we were talking about and speculating. It was like, oh, she's definitely some version of of Jaina Solo, 
that's what mm-hmm. Daisy Ridley is definitely playing some version of that character. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I mean, like, I, I, I'll maintain that from a certain point of view, I was, I was somewhat right. Um, but at the same time, yeah, no, like, like couldn't have been more wrong. Um, and, and I think that that's really interesting. And so here we are, we're sitting here and we're so sure of ourselves because we think we've done the, the homework, but who knows? And I, the biggest thing is that this movie's going to be full of surprises. So the only reason why I stand behind that speculation is because mm-hmm. I think that that would be very surprising to the majority of the audience. Right. So, right. so yeah, I'm, I'm looking so forward to the last Jedi. I don't need any more previews <laughs> or anything of that sort. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just do it. Right. Like, let's just, like, just, I can just see the movie now. Like, don't, you know, like I don't need the drip feed and that sort of thing. <laughs> Give me some of like the, the, um, the journey to stuff, you know, like Captain Phasma is getting a comic soon and, and I think that's going to be really cool to get some backstory on her character in the lead up to, to the Last Jedi, so that you know we can get a, learn a little bit more about her that that we didn't necessarily learn um, through the Force Awakens. Um, and I definitely want to learn more about Rose's character um, and her sister and mm-hmm. and how they play into things before the movie. Um, but uh, but other than that, it's like I don't want to I don't want to know anything about the actual movie. You know what I mean? It's like you can give right. me some of the supplementary stuff around the film, but I don't want to know anything about the plot or anything like that at this point. And, you know, like it's me, like I'm going to go for the spoilers when I see spoilers, right? But at the same time, I yeah, we got, we got a trailer it. coming too. Yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah. Got I, a trailer coming. Uh, it's so hard. It's so hard because on the one hand, it's like, well, you know me, I'll be there minute one when the trailer drops but on the other hand it's like i just don't need any more like you don't need to show me anything anything else i'm happy mm-hmm. to just go see the movie but yeah yeah i know it's a uh, great you know of course fantastic pictures and some good insight yeah. and uh like you said just again what's that appetite so uh we're getting close man we're getting summer's starting to wind down and we're starting to get into that oh, fall it's and gonna it's that, gonna be here before you know it yeah. you know life yeah, life so. moves so much it's faster tough. when you have a kid so uh <laughs> you know like yeah, those, right? the days yeah. just seem to like peel off the calendar yeah. um so yeah it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be i mean like we're 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 three weeks out from september and it's why it's it, force fridays at the end of september this time right I think it's sometime towards like the. I, I thought it was September first. Is it September first? Okay. September first, I think. All right, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm gonna so I'm gonna fact check that while while we go, but yeah, um, check that out. But, but yeah, just I, to make sure. I it's you know like we're gonna. Uh, oh yeah, Force Friday two coming September first, twenty seventeen. Well then, geez, we're less than a month away. We're basically three yeah, weeks we're away, from, away from, that. from that. Um. Yeah. And. Yeah, I've, I mean, I'm not going as hard this year as as I did with uh, with the Force Awakens. I think I learned my lesson on that one. I'll wait mm-hmm. until um, until after I've seen the movie to kind of invest in. So, and you know what, Rogue One was the same thing. <laughs> I spent a fair amount of money on Rogue One stuff that now I look at it and I'm like, I don't really want that anymore. Um, but yeah, I. I I'm gonna, I, you know, I say that now, and then stuff's gonna come out. You know what? At the moment, 
I'm just trying to find uh, Forces of Destiny toys because um, so far mm-hmm. all I've been able to get my or not even get my hands on but just see is uh, the staff Ray's staff um, which which I I don't know if you've noticed this but they Hasbro and Lucasfilm have done a very interesting thing with Forces of Destiny um, because they don't have a last name for Ray and R-E-Y is very difficult for like search engine optimization they've started referring to her as Ray of Jakku as like her wow. full name. Yeah. So all of the, uh-huh. all of the, um, the, the action figures and, and like her staff and everything, everything refers to her as Ray of Jakku. So I just thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah. I and, didn't know that. And, you know, sort of pointing towards the fact that I don't think we're going to get any answers in the last Jedi. As to who she is, uh, as to her her parentage, could be yeah. So save it uh, for episode nine. Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah, cool. Well, I think that's it, and I think we can jump into. You want to jump into some uh, Freemaker adventures? Yes, let's do it. Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. Sorry, I couldn't reach the brakes. So uh, we're starting off with the Storms of Tall. And this uh, this episode actually starts, Mike. We start out on a Star Destroyer with yeah. uh, Major Durlin, voiced by John Ratzenberger, uh, fighting off some stormtroopers yeah. and ultimately escaping in an escape pod. So... John Ratzenberger, of course, he's a big time uh, voice actor for for Disney stuff, all the Pixar stuff, right? And yeah. he's doing a uh, Pixar. Uh, he, was he? He was in the first season of Free Breakers too, right? Yeah, he was in this. Was uh, Durlin in the first season? It. I want to say he was. He was. Um, I didn't get a chance to check that, but uh, but I, yeah, I, no, I, in I believe event, you. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's funny too. It's like. Um, I think it was uh, Leland Chi did a uh, like a little poll on like who who who's uh, who's uh, John Ratzenberger and then he had three choices like Cliff Clavin, uh, uh, um, Major Durlin, and he did something else. Like, I want to see something from Toy Story, and it was funny. Like all the like me, I know him as Cliff Clavin because I'm a little older, so I remember him as you know the mailman from from Cheers. So yeah. I, I put Cliff Clavin, but you know it's kind of funny. He's been he's been around so long and has done so many things, and and especially in the in the voice work as as far as uh, Pixar is concerned, voicing the character and I think every movie now, right? So yeah, um, I think it's so. funny to get him in there. Yeah, um, stormtroopers. They say, oh man, we almost had him. So they're chasing after him, and it's just funny to see like what the stormtroopers could be if you were behind the scenes in, in the movies and stuff like that just to see what they say you kind of get these little uh fly on the wall type things from from characters in in this universe that are so funny so uh starting out with major durlin uh finding out some stormtroopers then we get to Corey and rowan who are working on building narrowhead and and rowan talks about maz kanata so we get a maz kanata reference here yeah um and, and then let's see where we go from there mike and court uh xander and cordy and rowan Head to the junk area of Tanab. So we get a reference of Tanab, 
And Rowan convinces uh, him to make a quick stop at Tokadana. So, uh, Mike, you want to chime in on any uh, – you got any notes for some of the, yeah, the well, intro my, here? Yeah, well, my next piece is, you know, they're, they're stopping at Takadana to talk to Maz about um, right. locating a, a Corellian defender. Is that is that the ship? I think that's the ship. It's it's yeah, it's a um, defender. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and and Maz doesn't uh, doesn't have any information for them, but who does? Uh, my favorite uh, Star Wars animated character of all time making his return to the Freemaker Adventures, and that is Hondo Onaka. Um, and yes. so great, so great to have Hondo back. Um, and this, look. We've talked about it. The Freemaker Adventures is a Lego Star Wars uh, version of events, but this storyline does a very important thing to connect Star mm-hmm. Wars, the Clone Wars, and Rebels to The Force Awakens, and that is it right. places Hondo Onaka at Maz's castle, which supports why his banner is visible in the force awakens. Yeah. So force awakens. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, cause, cause his banner with the rancor is, is, is there. It's one of actually the more prominent ones that you can see, um, which, you know, I, I love that. Um, I love that, that Hondo is still around, uh, in the lead up to return of the Jedi. I, I think he's like a cockroach. You can't quite get rid of him. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and and I just think that uh, that he's a great character to sort of have in your back pocket to bring out when you just kind of want to have a little bit of fun with a pirate. Um, and uh, and right. he is he is great as always. And you can kind of tell that he wants to get out of there because he's he's very queer, clearly swindled somebody. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah. you know I I everybody knows I love Hondo. So having Hondo <laughs> well, in Maz's castle know- such a big deal. Yeah. Well, and, and we know now that that the characters that show up in this series are that's that's canon stuff. Like if they show up in here yeah. in the timeline, then yep. that's where they're going with. It's not that's not uh, like legends or whatever you want to call it anymore. So yeah. that's uh, pretty cool to see that 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 he is. You're right. Mike. He is like the cockroach that will go. Away. And we all love him, though. You know, he's so funny. Voiced by the same guy that does him in Rebels too, so that was a good yep. plus. Jim I, Cummings. I wouldn't expect the, anything less. The, yeah, the uh, the incomparable Jim Cummings. I mean, the, the, like for those who might not have followed this all the way from from uh, the Clone Wars era, one of the reasons why Hondo is is one of my favorite characters is that he shares a voice actor uh, with one of my favorite animated characters of all time, which is Darkwing Duck. So I uh-huh. Darkwing Jim Cummings does Darkwing as well as Hondo. He's also the voice of Winnie the Pooh as well as Tigger, um, and mm-hmm. uh, and and just so many other characters that you can't even name them all. Um, he's yeah. all over the place, and uh, and but yeah, Darkwing Duck, obviously a character near and dear to my heart because uh, that's how I named uh, Thunderquack Podcast Network after the Thunderquack, which is Darkwing's jet. Uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, Curtis, who I, who I do pull box podcast with, he and I are actually doing a new podcast, 
uh, called uh, Cartoon Afternoon, where we're going to actually do recaps of actually very similar recaps to what we do for Freemaker Adventures. So not as in-depth as Rebels, but more along the lines mm-hmm. of Freemaker Adventures. But in this case specifically with the idea of doing them for a younger audience so um so they're going to be shorter episodes like 30 minutes each um but but we're going to be doing that over it's uh, uh cartoonafternoon.com is the website and the the podcast will be launching uh it'll actually be launching next week because the new ducktail series which is the first show that we're gonna cover it'll be our first season um it actually launches this this uh, weekend and one mm-hmm. of one of the big things it's actually it launches on saturday on disney xd and i don't have to tell you what time to watch it because they're actually taking over disney xd and playing it every hour on the hour all day <laughs> so you just tune in at the top of the hour at any point during the day on saturday and you'll be able to watch the premiere of the new ducktale series on disney xd wow. so uh yeah they're really really pushing this they want people to be into it Seriously? so um and you know what everything i've seen they should be it's a it looks like a fantastic show and all the buzz coming out of comic-con is huge but all that back cool. to star wars they revealed that darkwing duck is actually going to appear in the new ducktales at some point and the question i have is they haven't brought back any of the other classic voices for the characters um it's all new voice actors as a matter of fact a lot of like snl and and um sort of like that parks and rec community um crew Mm -hmm. of voice actors um just lots of really great comedians an awesome cast the cast is amazing i mean doctor who uh the 10th doctor uh, david tennant is actually the voice of scrooge mcduck so i'm kind of waiting to find out whether or not they're going to cast lin-manuel miranda is gizmo duck um, and Gizmo Duck is the wow. other half of of the two original Justice Ducks, the other one being Darkwing. So I'm waiting to see if Darkwing will be Jim Cummings, who is obviously still active as, as a voice actor, or if they're going to cast him as somebody else. So I'm really curious to see if that happens. Because, I mean, like I think that Jim Cummings can get right back in there and do Darkwing again. But I would also love to see a new take. So, um yeah, I, that was a huge tangent, but an important one because everybody should go to Cartoon Afternoon and go follow uh, Tune. It's it's cartoonafternoon.com is the website, but Tune Afternoon is the Twitter as well as the Facebook. So facebook.com slash Tune Afternoon and uh, twitter.com slash Tune Afternoon or just at Tune Afternoon to find those. But nice. um, yeah, with that, the only thing that we don't have a show covering uh disney xd for is um is the marvel stuff so um look forward to something maybe in the future not with me but but i like i feel like that's that's a gap and so i'm kind of on the lookout for maybe a couple of people to uh take on something like that so i'm just gonna throw that out there that's just a little that's just a little tidbit um (laughs) anyways uh yeah yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff, man. Uh, yeah, like you said, um, they are uh, they're looking for this Corellian uh, defender, yes. and uh, and we Hondo, go from there. Hondo we get a shot. One is. 
Yeah, and Honda knows where it is. We get a quick uh, moment with uh, the Emperor and the MOC uh, invaders there, too, where he's asking, you know, where is Rowan? Where's the Kyber Saber? And the Emperor's, like, pouring it on thick. And then finally the Emperor turns to Vader and he says, uh, he has no sarcasm dis- uh, detector, does he? And Vader kind of looks at him like, no, he doesn't. So um, I thought that was a funny line, too. Then we get to uh, back to Durlin. He contacts the Freemakers via hologram. And he's, they just discuss picking up Durlin, and he's you know he's relaxing in the escape pod. He's got nothing going on. He's listening to some type of. It sounded like he was listening to the opera from *Revenge of the Sith*. Did you notice that? I don't know if you noticed the uh, uh, musical cues, but it sounded exactly like the uh, the opera from *Revenge of the Sith*. So oh, well, um, is, it, is that what it was? That, it must have been. I th- I figured yeah. that there was a connection yeah. there, but I didn't quite. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I picked it up. Uh, and you mentioned, of course, uh, picking up uh, Hondo, the Free America's Land on Tokodana. You, I, you got Jabba Flow was playing in the background, and we meet yeah. Vaz, of course, uh, Maz, not voiced by Lupita Nyong, but I thought it was a pretty good take on the character as far as the voice work was, decent, uh, yeah. was concerned. Yeah, yeah. The, the, so they're looking for this old Corellian defender. It comes. Uh, uh, in comes Hondo, like you said, Jim Cummings doing the voice, and he wants passage off the planet. Uh, but they get cut off by smugglers, and uh, that he had cheated apparently in this <laughs> while he's in the yeah. the, the uh, job or uh, Maz's thing. So obviously, you know, that's, of course, that's what Hondo does. He likes to cheat things. So uh, Rowan takes them out with the force, and then they get away in the Star Scavenger. Uh, but the bad guys do alert the Empire and the MOC that they found. Uh, Mo- so this is a place where we know from. The Force Awakens. That if you go there, I mean, there's everybody there. You got people from the yeah. Resistance. You got people from the Empire or whatever. You know, uh, um, uh, the New Order and all that. The First Order. Excuse yeah. me. That uh, you know, there's spies everywhere. So you go there, man. You're gonna if if you got any kind of, uh, you know, if you, they know who you are, you're gonna get caught. So, um, we, we go from there to, at Hondo's request, they uh, head for Tall. But not before Rowan pumps up uh, Xander's ego with Xander Freemaker, superstar, multitasking pilot guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, you already used that. <laughs> so, so, again, yeah. another great, uh, great line. I'm really digging, like, I'm really digging uh, Xander and the voice work from Eugene Bird. Um, just, uh, he's yeah. so good at, and this whole cast, I mean, I've talked about this cast before, but, man, I really just hi- want to highlight, like, Eugene and, of yeah. course, I recognize him from Arrow. He was a Diggle, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, my yeah. kids re- recognize him from Gears of War Four. So, really, really, uh, just fantastic work by him. So I got to mention him. So yeah, for sure. Um, where we at, Mike? Where uh, where did I leave off? What are we doing here? Where are we uh, at here? Well, they 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 land on Tall. Um, and uh, okay, right, right. And I love it because I I Tall. I mentioned this last week actually. Tall is the same planet that. Um, that 3PO and his his contingent of droids land on um, where yes. 3PO is yes. the sole survivor and it's where he gets his red arm from. Um, so the red arm that he has in The Force Awakens, he actually got on tall. He lost his arm and then received the red arm from this Imperial droid that he was with um, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, that they had captured. And uh, so it was, re- it was really cool to see tall again but before (laughs) so um for those who are familiar with it either from the comic or from playing through that sequence in the lego star wars the force awakens game 
Um, you know, the acid rain, the lightning. Um, the one thing we didn't really get to see much of are is the wildlife. There are actually quite a lot of monsters on Tall because um, it's a very inhospitable environment. So everything there is very uh, monstrous, uh, bestial. Uh, so... Um, yeah, that's a big part of, of 3PO's story there. So I was I was kind of waiting the whole time to see like a big tentacle come out of the acid or something like that, but that never happened. Um, mm. Probably because yeah. they didn't have the 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 time to build you know some uh, extra resources or whatever. Uh, you got to keep <laughs> yeah. that animation budget down with with resources you've already got. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah one, I love all of the gags with the with the acid and. Um, uh, I just have I have a yeah. note and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was about. I when I wrote it down, I knew it was too vague and I was gonna forget. But I think it's I think it was Rowan screaming my eyes, my eyes at some point. Did, is that is that what happened? Do you remember that part? Uh, I I don't know if he, I don't remember that part. No, um, I know I know about all was. the acid rain. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's so they, tall, like it. Yeah, because they're no, they're, they're kind of like dealing with like the lightning and the acid rain and stuff, but they eventually right. do make their way through all of the acid rain and and get to one of my favorite parts, which is Rowan, this young kid, right? He's he's like, do we know how old he is? Oh, he's yeah. like ten years old, right? He's like ten or eleven at this point. Yeah, <clears throat> max twelve, right? And he Mm -hmm. goes, like, they see the ship, it's in the acid, and everybody's like, oh, man, we're never going to get it out of there. And Rowan goes, no problem. And he just simply closes his eyes, points at the (laughs) ship, and lifts it out of the water. And, or the acid, I should say. And, And I noticed it because I was like, are you kidding me? This kid is a better Jedi than Luke Skywalker. Because it like because Luke, <laughs> yeah. let's be really clear about something. Luke never did that, right? Luke tried no. and failed because he tried, right? Do or do not. There's no try. The thing about Rowan that makes him more powerful than Luke, it's not necessarily that he's more powerful, but he is a better Jedi because he's open, right? Like uh, Yoda says to Luke, you must unlearn mm-hmm. what you have learned. And Rowan is there and i think it's an it's a really interesting um aspect of this character and it it actually ties into ezra as well where um ezra is younger than luke and he seems to take to the force a lot more naturally than luke does and then i i I mean ezra and luke are the same age but ezra ezra's story takes place before luke discovers that he is the son of Anakin Skywalker. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and Rowan is even younger than that. And therefore Rowan seems to have an even better handle on the force already. Um, even just with the, the limited time that he spent with Nare. And, and I think that that's really fascinating. I think that that's a really interesting, I don't know that it's necessarily on purpose that it was structured this way, but if the story group is influencing that, I think that it's very clever. If not, then, you know, we talk about F level Canon and this is F level Canon to me that, that if you are younger, when you're found, your ability to use the force will be that much deeper. Um, and, and that's why, you know, uh, Luke, he, he 
we never really see Luke do the things that we see Anakin and Obi-Wan do in the prequels, especially in Clone Wars, right? We never see Luke do stuff like that. And that's okay. It's not like that's not his character. That's not the story that that you tell with his character. But I think that it's really interesting to to point that out and say this is the reason why cuz cuz Rowan is so much younger. Um even Anakin is 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 10 or 11 years old when he's taken in by the Jedi. So like that, that idea I think is starting to sort of bear out that, that, um, you know, the whole too old to begin the training. It's like, yeah, Luke was way too old, way too old. Cause Luke was in his twenties mm-hmm. when he started training with Yoda. Right. And it's like, right. he already thought he knew how the, how the galaxy worked. Right. And here's Yoda telling him like, no, it's no different, only different in your mind. Whereas Ezra and then Rowan to a, to an even larger degree is like open. He's like, no, the force is everything. The force is powerful. Look at all these things that I can do. Why can't, if I can lift that rock, why can't I lift the ship? Right. So mm-hmm. to see him so casually do that. Um, and then we'll talk about it a little bit later, but when MOC shows up, Again, Rowan's use of the force and his skill is is in this era, as far as we know, unparalleled. Right. And I think that that's a really interesting (laughs) aspect of this character, that they are members of the rebellion. Luke is like right there adjacent to this character, you know, like we saw him in the season premiere. Um, We saw Luke and Leia in episodes last season. um, And yet no one seems to realize that this kid is actually a very powerful Jedi um, and a force builder. And, and to me, that is such an interesting story to tell. And it almost mirrors the story of Lego star Wars, the Freemaker adventures in reality, where it's like, because Freemaker adventures is for kids. So many fans are overlooking it. And because Rowan is a child, so many of these characters in the larger galaxy are overlooking him as just a child. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and yeah. yet, you know, we, uh, along with, uh, star scavengers, the, the, the great podcast, um, uh, sort of our, our, uh, our, our spiritual, uh, 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 brothers and sisters over at, at uh, uh, star scavengers. Um, we understand that Freemaker adventures is star Wars just as much as rebels is, um, and forces of destiny and everything else. And, Oh, uh, I, I think it was Leland. I, uh, Leland, she tweeted at me and re- reminded me star Wars blips. Also, I, I qualifies yeah. as star Wars <laughs> animation. Yeah. So I, so that's a very good point. And maybe we'll have to, to, what the next time they do a Star Wars blip, we'll talk about it on the podcast. I promise. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, Hera on on Freemaker Adventures recognizes Rowan's ability as well, and sort of sees that, even though everybody else seems to overlook it. So I think that that's a really interesting um, inadvertent parallel that uh, that 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 I'm going to draw um, by you know reading way too much into. I, 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 a kid's show and uh, the way that mm-hmm. the fandom is reacting to it. But, you know, I don't think that Yoda would uh, would believe in coincidences. 
either. So, so yeah. I don't, uh, I don't believe in coincidences. I think that that, that, that analogy is very interesting to, to, uh, to take a look at, but. Yeah, I, I this was probably my favorite scene of this particular episode. Um, just based on everything that's going on, like you said, you talked about the acid rain pools. Yeah. Uh, you know, they talk about metal and lightning is going crazy. Um, and then Rowan, he does this thing like you're right. He does this Luke on Dagobah thing and he tries to pull out the 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 Karelian thing out of the out of the acid rain, acid pool. But yeah. but. You can't quite do it. I mean, he gets a little higher than Luke. It, it, it's um, not, he ends it's up not kind of drop. Yeah, yeah. It's not that he can't lift it. It's that lifting it is going to do more damage than good, right? Right. That's, yeah. that's kind of they the, do. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I did actually think bring that like a crane, crane over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they bring the crane over there, and then he's able to go over there, and they pull out the ring that they need. But you, I guess you're right. Yeah, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't even think about it that way. But you're right. It was kind of a thing. More of it was breaking apart. Of course, yeah. that's what Legos do. But but everything that was going on, you had the force thing that was playing with it. Uh, just like I said, one of my favorite scenes. Just the callback so to uh, to Luke on Day, but that was so cool. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, then, Hondo steals a star scavenger. Yeah, while they're using the mini scavenger to uh, to 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 get access to the ship so that Rowan can get the piece that they need. Uh, Hondo has taken yeah. off with the ship, which leads to another one of my favorite moments, um, which is when, uh, when Roger wakes up, cause we didn't talk about it at the beginning, but, but Roger got shorted out. Um, and so he had to, mm-hmm. he had to recharge, which is important cause it's going to come up later. Um, <clears throat> And I love he comes out and he he opens the door and he's in he's mid sentence and he looks and he sees Hondo in the pilot seat and he goes hey you're not three plucky kids <laughs> and I just thought like oh my god it's so good yeah. the the self referential yeah. humor in the show is just so fantastic um, yeah, but yeah I loved it, it. I thought that was that was such a great moment and then Hondo and Roger I I get into a little bit of a tussle. Um, and yeah, uh, right, yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So what? You what, know, Mike. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the the you're talking about the eyes thing. You're right. That did happen. I'm. Uh, it, he he does say my eyes, and it's the point where I, I'm talking about Rowan here. Yeah. Uh, when Cordy is uh, talking to Durlin through, um, uh, you know, hollow hollow net or whatever, like a hologram. Yeah. You see oh, yeah, Rowan in yeah, the background. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of that's right. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, because she's talking to him on the hologram, and she's like, "Everything's fine. We're all fine here now. How are you?" And and he's all like, <laughs> "Durlin's like, it seems like things aren't doing so great there." And she's like, "No, everybody's okay." And then Rowan comes running through the hollow. My eyes, my eyes. It's so good. It's so good. I just love that moment. Yeah. Thank you for for finding that and reminding me. Um, yeah, I need yeah, to take that, better notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to take notes while you're watching the show because you just want to watch the show. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Hondo versus was, Hondo versus Roger, and then and then what happens after that? So after that, um, Roland continues to fight with the MOC. It was Xander and Cordy are throwing things at him. While yeah. Rowan tries to, he's trying to stave off the dual lightsabers of the MOC. That, so he's still rocking the two, uh, the dual lightsabers like that. Uh, yeah. Durlin interrupts and he tells Cordy uh, he doesn't have much time left before his life support, uh, life support system goes bad. 
And he says the air, he's trying to talk about how the air tastes, and he says, it tastes kind of like cinnamon, too. So yeah. uh, uh, good stuff coming from Derlin. Um, and Nick, it kind of ends, uh, the MOC is relentless, and he pursues the freemakers as he tries uh, to jetpack over the acid pool. You remember <laughs> so that? Good. Rowan throws his, oh, this is when Rowan throws his lightsaber. Yeah. He knocks out both of the jets, dropping MOC into the acid pool. Which, which Luke could not do. Legs. Yeah. yeah, Luke Luke could not have managed You're, that. So another point for right. Rowan in the in the uh, Jedi skill category. Right. Yeah. He, Rowan, he drops that metal pipe uh, and he kind of overloads the circuits of the yeah. MOC. And th- uh, that's what that's yeah. what I was alluding to before, where um, uh-huh. Ezra, uh, Ezra, I keep wanting to say Ezra, Rowan uses the same thing that he accidentally did to roger earlier in the episode which is fantastic writing because it just seemed like a silly plot device to uh put put roger in stasis so that he would then you know save the day at the end but it actually it ended up being a chekhov's gun and and it set up rowan using the same thing which is electricity to short out moc and deplete his batteries um, in order to, to defeat MOC and get away from him in a fantastic way because it doesn't actually stop MOC. It just slows, it, like, it just stops him for long enough for them to escape. So MOC will be back in the next yeah. episode. Um, and he, like, he lives to fight another day, but they managed to get away from him. I just thought that that was fantastic the way that they brought that together at the end of the episode. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, um, Roger arrives just in time, and, yep. and the Freemakers are able to rescue Derlin. Uh, and then they make their way back to, uh, or on their way back home, they drop off Hondo at uh, Tokadana. <laughs> so the that's box. Kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that Roger uh, manages to defeat Hondo Onaka. And I, the, one of the best parts was when Hondo is like, "I've, I, I blasted more battle droids than." It's like it's so good. It was just like this great reference back to the clone wars and that continuity of that character of just like yeah hondo's hondo's dealt with battle droids roger's no match for him and then roger wins and it's it was just Mm -hmm. roger has some really great moments in both this episode and the next episode i thought that they did a really good job roger usually kind of either either hamming it up a little bit uh uh, 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 i wouldn't say too much but just kind of like stealing focus a little bit every once in a while um or Mm -hmm. fading into the background right but in these two episodes i think that he and i this is this is just a credit to the writers i think that they've found the way to use that character really effectively and he so he's he's made his way into the team's antics a little bit more evenly i think um, this season and mm-hmm. last season and, and this episode and last and next episode, sorry, uh, are, are really great examples of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A solid episode. Uh, um, you know, of course we talked, you talked about Mike, uh, Rowan and his abilities, uh, he's becoming quite the force user. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the callbacks to, uh, very, you know, parts of the star Wars timeline, you get the Corellian defender, which I heard was from the old Republic, uh, yeah. Of course, Major Durlin from The Empire Strikes Back, uh, the Planet Tall. You mentioned that with C three PO and where he got his red arm. Um, yeah. So, and then of course Han- Hondo. So it's solid stuff, man. Solid stuff in this particular episode. Then we get to return to the wheel, and 
But anything else you want to say before we get on the next one, Mike? No, no. Let's jump into the next episode for sure. So, so yeah, return to the wheel. Um, this episode, we got Cordy, Xander, Rowan, and Corey. They're actually working on the Arrowhead as this episode mm-hmm. starts. And they need an important piece, and it's called an energy matrix activator, which Xander says they can get on, uh, get on the wheel, which is the home, if you if you don't remember, home of the Freemakers back in season one. The residents included, you know, the um, Furlack, I think it was, and Wick Cooper yeah. is actually a resident of uh, – of the wheel and the uh, Imperial officer Estoc. Um, So yeah, this is their plan. They got to go back, back home, which is kind of a cool thing. Return to the wheel, kind of going back home. So um, from that scene, uh, there was a quote about being a, I can't remember who said it, but someone said something about rarer than a hairless wampa, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, Not exactly sure what they were referring to. I can't remember what they were talking about. I think, oh, it was, um, it was, uh, Corey was talking about something about yeah. the uh, the par. That's what it was. Yeah, he's talking about the par, and it's like, man, this thing's rarer than a hairless wampa. So we know that this is a part that's going to be very hard to come across. So we cut to Grabala, Bash, and Ram, and they're mining for uh, some <laughs> kyber crystals. Yeah, and uh, Vader comes in via hologram, and Grabala asks Vader, he goes, uh, "Can I call you Darth? Uh, can you do that revo- uh, force?" Uh, can you do that force thing remotely? Uh, you can't do that force thing remotely. That's what yeah. he says. And Vader goes, "You mean this?" <laughs> he starts to and then choke he, him out. He, he has oh, man, he has ahead. one of the best lines in this entire series, which is uh, uh, it's something along the lines of of uh, and 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 why exactly am I doing this? Because <laughs> he's like, yeah. this Vader, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. care that he's force choking you like from across the galaxy through a hologram. He's just like, obviously this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm Darth Vader. This is not out of character for <laughs> yeah. me. But um, if you could just clue me into why I'm doing this, I just thought it was such a great Vader moment of, uh, of oh, just yeah. like his sort of casual evil. Uh, yeah, so yeah. good, so good. And casual. That's a great way to call it. Yeah, yeah. casual evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then sure. we get um, Grabala asked. Uh, she's so Grabala asked Dengar. Dengar's there, and so is uh, Yepo. Uh, he's always the one that said yep. Yeah. So he uh, asked Dengar to go get Rowan. So back at the wheel, the Freemakers have to make their way to the lower level. Of the of the wheel to avoid the detection, obviously they're they're out there now. Um, and fake facial hair won't work for Cody Cordy for obvious <laughs> reasons. Yeah. She says that for obvious reasons. You know, like, come on, I'm a girl. Okay. Zan and Xander says, uh, "Does it make your does it make your hair? Uh, what the heck did you say? I'm messing it up now." Um, anyway, they're talking about the the mustaches, and you know, Cordy's like, "Oh yeah, that's not going to work for me." So. Rowan thinks this pan can actually work, but Xander takes the the fake mustache just in case. So they got these fake mustaches, which is um, one of those comedy things that you've seen. We you know we've seen it plenty of times in in different comedies and different movies where uh, just the fake mustache is enough. Uh, to, uh, in a great way later on in this episode. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, Mike, we go to uh, the Freemakers make it to the lower level and they get in yeah. some trouble. So, um, And they have to use the ventilation shaft to make it to their place. And Wick Cooper has turned the Freemaker salvage and repair shop into some – I guess it's like a food court. Is that what you'd say it is? Some kind of – Yeah, like a, or like know, a, shopping like a cafe or something like that, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Wix, yeah, they, he's got this thing just humming with with people there. It's it's yeah. doing some good business. So uh, from there, Roger gets attacked and alarms go off, and the Furlack comes in to contact. To make contact with the frame makers, uh, Cordy, yeah. Xander, and Rowan don their mustaches and disguises to get Furlack to let them in, which turns out to be Furlack knowing it's the frame makers uh, at the end, right? So yeah. he alerts Grabala. So they thought they tricked him, but he was just going along with it, the whole plan there. So, uh, and this, this is where it really jumps in, Mike. Uh, as the frame makers get the energy matrix activator, uh, the bounty hunters show up, and Gengar shows up yeah. with his friends. And this is I, this is probably one of my favorite lines. You get Xander, he goes, "You couldn't get Boba Fett," yeah. <laughs> and Forlorn goes, "Every single time." You know, <laughs> Zuck, and you hear, I, th- I think you hear Zuckus go, "He's as good as Boba Fett." Yeah. So uh, it's just like, <laughs> Boba Fett will always be like the man, even though yeah. like he, it's kind of like the funny thing in the universe. Like he doesn't really do anything; he's yeah. always the one. So uh, what do you think? It's pretty funny, huh? Yeah, I love this moment, and they showed up in a quad jumper, which I which I thought oh, was yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so Rowan kicks it into gear here with his lightsaber, and he holds off the bounty hunters while Cordy and Xander yeah. blast. So this Bl- is this is like my note. <laughs> Sorry, this is my note okay. here. Uh, Rowan is a badass taking on five bounty hunters himself, like that. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that he's he's winning. Like he has the upper hand. He's defeating the bounty hunters until Cordy and Xander get involved, and and they end up they they think they're building a blaster cannon, and uh, it's actually just a, a foam calf dispenser, uh, and uh, and they just sort of right. nail Rowan with the uh, with the foam stream. And and knock him off his game and and give the uh, the bounty hunters the upper hand. <clears throat> yeah, that was great. Yeah. Blue milk everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Ig eighty eight. He stuns uh, Rowan. Uh, Grabala comes in and he alerts Darth Vader that he has someone who can find the Kyber crystal crystals because he has Rowan. So yeah. And you know, here's the thing too. It's interesting that Vader tells the MOC that he's across the galaxy and, and leads kind of MOC in this wild goose chase. Yeah. And this is almost like, almost like real, you know, movie type stuff, because I can see this happening with Vader in the movies. Like we know that Vader, especially with the Sith, they're always looking to overflow yeah. the master. So they're looking for, so they're always hiding their apprentice and, and, and Vader's kind of doing this with the MOC and he's kind of hiding what he's doing. Cause yeah. You know, he's the number two guy, not, not MOC. So yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think of that, Mike? As yeah, totally. As, like, yeah. yeah, like in the in the Lego version of this story, it's played for laughs. But yeah, in like the comic book, let's say, I could totally see it being Vader uh, reporting like, oh, yes, I, I've just received intelligence that Rowan Freemaker has been spotted on this planet in the outer rim and MOC going affirmative. I'll, I'll go get him right now sort of thing. And, uh, and uh-huh. it, it definitely plays out that way. But I thought it was so great because it's like MOC doesn't need to be in that scene, but it's just this great moment of, of did I hear someone say Rowan Freemaker? And Vader's like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Freemaker. He's, uh... <laughs> and then he, you see him, like, rotate the galaxy to, like, the underside and be like, um, he's right here. He's on this planet. This pr- planet is, like, really, really far away. Yeah, go there. <laughs> Such a good moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Freemakers are, are trapped in 
some sort of a force shield and we get a different side to the mind trick yeah. when Bosk pretends he's being force <laughs> tricked, you know, mind trick to let Love them it. go. And he starts laughing. You can't keep a straight face, you know, and the bounty. So again, that was a great little gag right there about most of the time it works, but this time he's faking it. And yeah. especially being Bosk, this is, this is pretty funny here. Well, so the bounty hunters start fighting. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, then. It, it, it leads into, I think it's Cordy. Who's like, let me try my own Jedi mind trick. Is it Cordy or Xander? I think it was Cordy. I think, um, it's, and, yeah. I think it's Cordy. Yeah. Cause she talks about how like she's seen the, she's yeah. seen Grabala's expenses, which is a great callback to a couple episodes ago. Um, where she basically is like, Hey, for, for Lom, you, you you know that Zuckus gets paid more than you, right? And and it turns into this whole thing of like <laughs> I I love yeah. IG eighty eight's like, yeah, we get eight eighty desecredits on the on the credit and it's not fair. And it's just like this right. great yeah. it's this great sort of real world reference to uh to to equal pay and and all that thing, like the idea that that uh, that women and, and minorities get paid less than than you know like a, a a white man would and and so it's this great star wars reference to that same sort of ideology um and uh, and and played for played for some some good laughs so i thought that that was a really funny it's yet another place where this show is writing jokes for adults um but they like the follow through on the joke is something that kids can enjoy because then the bounty hunters just start fighting amongst themselves, which I thought was so great. But I just love it because it's um, it's it's not challenging, isn't the right word, but it's just like the jokes in this show don't they they don't talk down to kids, and they're not it's not stupid humor, right? It's not it's not um, right. you know a, a silly sort of ridiculous humor oftentimes it's like actually very well crafted um uh, uh, jokes uh mixed with some really good slapstick that uh, that that propels the show and and this is a great example because it's like what kid understands that joke right but every right. parent sitting and watching the show with their kids is gonna is gonna think that that's pretty cute and funny um, so yeah, I just, I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was such a great moment. Yeah, I know. And, and you mentioned about the bounty hunters, they start fighting and that's exactly yeah. what happens next. They, they're, they're fighting amongst themselves of the money and in the chaos, the freemakers get freed and they leave in a speeder. Yeah. Uh, Vader then arrives to take possession of the freemakers. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and, uh, Grabala's line is, uh, he turns to Yepo and he's like, this is going south fast. Right. And Yepo, of course, says, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yep. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bounty hunters are chasing the Freemakers through the wheel. Uh, Xander pulls a, a kind of top gun type of move and he hits yeah. the brakes. And the other two fly right by. So it kind of reminded me of a top gun there. Uh, good teamwork as Rowan uses the force to throw the bounty hunters. As, as I think Xander's flying the thing and Rowan yeah. uses his lightsaber to cause some havoc. But then Xander crashes. Yeah. So. Because he's thinking about <laughs> Becky uh, Smoochenbacher. Smoochenbacher, that's what yeah. it was. <laughs> I was trying to think of the name. That's Such a great, great name, name because because we never see Becky Smoochenbacher in this episode, and of course she'd she'd just be a, a Lego figure. But um, you can tell what, that name Becky is is chosen for a reason because everybody kind of you know Becky is uh, 
uh, I don't know. I think it's one of those names. It's like a Tiffany or a, or a Brittany or something mm-hmm. like that, right? It's a very '90s like um, a, a cute girl a, a name. So Becky Smoochenbacher, I thought was was really funny. I thought that was a great name because you get the oh, whole yeah. idea so without funny. ever seeing her. You know exactly what why Xander is in love with this girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, so Rowan uses the force to uh, mind trick a stormtrooper into giving him his armor. Yeah, and then Cordy, one of the funny, probably the line of the, this episode, she goes, um, "Aren't you a little short for it?" And she can't even get the rest of the sentence out when Rowan says, "You're not taking this away from me." Yeah, and such then a good moment. So, <laughs> such a good line there. Um, uh, and then before we get to the end, uh, I'm kind of. I'm trying to remember, just before we get to the Freemakers and Akbar, um, this particular right, right after that, Mike. Uh, yeah. What happens in between there? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of getting so, these episodes. No, it's all good. From there, I, I the the Freemakers go in and because um, then now they're they're disguised as stormtroopers. They basically, while Grabala right. and Vader are arguing, they they run in. They grab the whatever thing it was, whatever device they need, throw it in a box, and then book it. The Matrix activator, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they get in the elevator, and then... That's right, that's right. Vader shows up and hops in the elevator, and, and he's, like, going oh. up, and they're yeah. like, actually, we're going down. He's like, up it is, and pushes the button. And I just <laughs> thought, I thought that there was a real missed opportunity um, for a joke yeah. about an elevator. But uh, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe that's that's probably why I'm not writing these shows. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, it's such a good moment of, of Vader. Like they're just like stuck in there with him, and they're like, "Yeah, so we're gonna go." And he's like, "No, you will come with me." And uh, he's that's uh, right. What, what, they're like, "We have other orders," and he's like, I, "I am altering your orders. Pray I don't alter them." That's right. Such a great callback yes. to Empire. Um, and yeah. then I uh, Roger so. manages to finally get back to the console, plug it back in just in time to activate a trap door underneath uh, uh, Rowan and uh, Xander and Cordy um, so that they can basically escape from Vader. And they drop out right next to him and then they all make a mad dash uh, back to the, the star scavenger and, and get away and back to the... Uh, back to the the rebel alliance so that's yes that's basically it but but one of the most important things and again it's very similar to that that idea in um in the last episode where that event at the beginning of the episode that knocks uh roger out ends up becoming important later um some of the stuff that that (laughs) vader says in front of the freemakers in this episode is very important it's actually like vitally important to the star wars saga okay like that's how important (laughs) the freemaker adventures is and people ignore it they shouldn't be they're sleeping on a very important part of the star wars story which is uh the freemakers are actually the ones who (laughs) who lead the rebellion to discovering the second death star so without xander overhearing that and then mentioning something about Vader being on the hunt for kyber crystals, 
Akbar doesn't then go to the rest of the, the, the Alliance Council and say, like, we have a very big problem. The Empire may very well be building another Death Star, right? And like that. So, yeah. so yeah. this very silly slapstick episode full of some great action and some great jokes ends on this incredible cinematic note of like Akbar relaying information to uh, Mon Mothma, Hera, and I think that um, General Riken's there as well, um, of like, it is entirely possible that the Emperor is building a second Death Star. We need the Bothans mm-hmm. to find out where this Death Star is before they complete it. Um, and that, it, like, to me, that, like, I was... We kind of knew that this was coming because because we talked about it last week when we talked about the the titles of all the episodes. Um, Return of the Return of the Jedi is the final episode of the season, and it it places the Freemakers on Endor um, during during the Battle of Endor, and so that's it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. We already know from Forces of Destiny that uh, that Hera will be on Endor as well. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. interested to see if like those three things are going to intersect where Hera in forces of destiny along with Leia and then the Freemakers and Hera, and then obviously Leia in, in return of the Jedi. If this brings all three of those stories together, um, I think that that's phenomenal. And I think that that's the power of the story <clears throat> group that, mm-hmm that I think that that the fandom is really missing out on. And I'm going to keep banging this drum and I'm going to keep harping on everybody. And I'm probably preaching to the choir because if you're listening to this, you're, then you're watching Freemaker Adventures, I hope. Um, but, like, don't, don't ignore stuff, you know? I don't read the books because I'm not much of a book reader anyways. Um, and then the books, I, I just don't feel like, you know, not every book is quite the level of quality that I want it to be. Um, there's stuff that I'll definitely check out, um, because it's, it's specific subject matter. Like if it's rebels related or that sort of thing, but, but I generally don't read the books, uh, anymore. And, but I still stay, um, stay up on the, the stories, Right. Because you never know where something's going to be important. For example, in the Aftermath trilogy, there's this this uh, sort of throwaway couple of throwaway moments. And I've only done the first book and a half. But um, these there's these sort of crimson guards, uh, Imperial guards. But they've got like a hologram face that has a hologram of the emperor that they the the remnant of the empire is using to communicate the, this they're, they're basically pretending like the emperor survived the battle of Endor. He didn't die on the death star and like they're lying about it. Right. And it's this really important sort of (laughs) subtext part of the story that this is how, this is how the empire is maintaining control is it's a council. And yet they're using the vision of the empire and the emperor to, to maintain the the sort of ideological stranglehold that, that he had on on his military um and if you don't know about that then when you watch the battlefront 2 trailers for the story stuff 
you are you you watch it and you're going like I keep seeing people going like what's up with that weird hologram mask guy who's that and uh, it's like well if uh, you read aftermath you would know that that's one of these fake hologram emperor transmissions right um so it's like the, the because of the story group every piece of the story is important and as we're discovering now like the freemaker adventures is no exception to that right like that it, it is <clears throat> integral to the story of star wars at this point you know it's not a silly yeah. lego version of star wars like it no it's just like it the lego aspect of it makes it silly and fun and jokey and it brings that sense of humor but the story is still star wars um and and i think that that's probably one of my favorite things about the show is that watching it we can go from silly zany antics one minute they they escape and 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 you know they've got their piece for the arrowhead and everybody's really excited about that and then the next moment you know xander's throwaway line ends up being just the 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 linchpin the keystone in the story of return of the jedi and the redemption of anakin skywalker like who's expecting that because i'm not expecting that when i'm tuning into freemaker adventures and the fact that they're doing it i just think is so incredible yeah well that's the thing that i wrote down with this is like uh, with all this fun we had this ending was like, whoa, hold on a second. You know, Rowan states that for some reason Vader is searching. He's talking to like Akbar, like for some reason uh, Vader is searching the galaxy for these kyber crystals. And then Akbar, he, he clearly knows what's going on. And that's when he says, hey, summon the boffins. Because like you said, Mike, they know, oh, man, this is this is Death Star stuff. You know, this is the Death Star number two that he's working on. So everything you said, I just have to echo that. I mean, just the way this thing ended, you're like, whoa, this is major stuff here. This is, this is movie, you know, canon stuff going on here. So I love this kind of thing. Just a, a fantastic way to end this. Another, another solid episode of Freemakers. Uh, that's kind of how fantastic. it ended there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just really good. It uh, ended, yeah, it ends stuff. on so, that note yeah. where he's like the, the empire is building a second death star. And then it like circles out to the credits and I was sitting there. So last night, just to, to give a little bit of context, I watched the latest episode of Game of Thrones and then these two episodes mm-hmm. of Freemaker Adventures. And I no spoilers, the last episode of Game of Thrones, the ending of that episode was just as epic as the ending of this episode of Freemaker Adventures. And I just thought that that parallel, it's like I had this totally unique, I don't know that any other human being on the planet would have had that experience of watching game of thrones <laughs> it ending on this incredible dramatic cliffhangery type moment and then yeah. watching freemaker adventures the silly lego star wars series and it ending on an equally dramatic and impactful moment that like i'm not even kidding i'm not exaggerating uh, the hair on on my arm stood up at the end of the episode mm-hmm. and I was like, are you kidding me? And it's so funny because it's like, <laughs> well, we know what's going to happen. Like we know the deaths, the second death star, and we know that story. And yet this piece of connective tissue is just so incredible. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I just thought that that was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Solid episode. Like I said, the, uh, 
the, the comedy from Xander and some of the stuff yeah. from the, the bounty hunters to Cordy. And then you, like you said, you ended on the serious tone, uh, just another solid episode. So, um, it's continuing. It's fantastic run. Looking forward to, to uh, next week and the next two episodes. So, uh, but that's, I guess that's what we got for this week, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, what, what are the names of the episodes next week? Do you know? I don't have them in front of me. Uh, let me see if I can bring them up real quick. I think I'm almost. Uh, there. I do. You do? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, oh, if you can get them quicker then. Yeah, here we go. The Lost Crystals of Caledon, which is the episode with the Lerman in Lego form, which I know Tracy Canobio is a big fan of. She was tweeting about that the other night when the episode premiered. And the Pit and the Pinnacle. So we're actually like. You know what? I so this is the point in the season where we're going to start to fall behind on our recaps in terms of like when the show when the episodes are coming out. Um feel mm-hmm. free everybody who's listening to go ahead and just watch every episode as it comes out. Um at this point on the 9th, we're already at Flight of the Arrowhead. Um or at least everybody in the United States is. Um, in other territories, it might be a little bit different. For example, for myself, we're going to be on, let's see, we've gotten a new home. Trouble and trouble. So uh, Alistair Nor Ember Steel played Storms of Tall. Return of the Wheel is actually the episode that airs tonight um, in Canada on Disney XD. But, oh, okay. Gotcha. But by next week, by the time that we do our next episode, which will be Crystals of Caledon and Pit in the Pinnacle, um, the majority of the show will actually have aired. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, actually, it's the 16th Wednesday. I think the 16th might be next Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, right. the 16th is next Wednesday. So when we record the, our next episode, this season finale will actually be airing. So, um, yeah, I, it's it's kind of awesome that they're doing it this way. Um it's it's kind of that Netflix esque model, and the other we maybe we could have talked about this in the news section, but Disney announced yesterday that they're going to actually be doing their own streaming service, and one of the right. shows that they called out in that announcement um, as moving from Netflix to this new service is the Clone Wars, and mm. I really really hope that what that means is that the Clone Wars. Star Wars Rebels, Forces of Destiny, Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, as well as the Yoda Chronicles, Droid Tales, all of that previous stuff. I hope that it all makes its way onto this new Disney streaming service so that we can just go watch Star Wars animation all in one place. I think that that would be fantastic. And I would love it if they got into a a method of doing... Let's say if we're lucky enough to get a third season of Freemaker Adventures, um, which I, I I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think that that's probably in the cards. I think that we can probably look forward to that. Um, <clears throat> if if we get a third season of Freemaker Adventures, that it, it it'll definitely be on Disney XD, but hopefully. Um, in you know, or maybe this would be the fourth season because I think 2019 is when they said they're going to launch this service. Um, what we get is a simultaneous release. First episode airs on Disney XD. That at that same time on whatever this streaming service is called, 
the entire season is available and we can just watch the whole season of Freemaker Adventures. I think that would be fantastic. I think it would be really, really cool if they did something like that. But um, that's something to kind of like yeah, look forward cool. to in the future. But I really, I just really mm-hmm. hope that all of this stuff gets on there um, because Freemaker Adventures, as far as I know, in Canada is not on Netflix. Maybe it is in the States. But um, Rebels hasn't made it to Netflix yet for some reason. Uh, and, and I think that, that all of this stuff should be online streaming for everybody to mm-hmm. access um, so that more people can get into Star Wars. I think it, it just benefits everybody, right? Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Hopefully we can look forward to something like that in the future. And uh, as, if, if I hear anything in, you know, sort of out there in the ether, I'll definitely, we'll definitely relay that on the podcast so uh stay tuned but um yeah Yeah. that does it for this week's episode thank you guys for listening uh as always you can stay up to date with all the latest star wars animation news by heading to currently still rebelspodcast.com but if you go to rebelcells.com you'll actually see that the website's coming along so uh probably in the next week or two um, we'll be moving everything over there. But rebelspodcast.com for the foreseeable future. Uh, if you're listening to this at some point in the future, go to rebelspodcast.com. You're going to end up at Rebel Cells anyways. Uh, uh, but uh, rebelspodcast.com for all the latest Star Wars Rebels, uh, Star Wars animation news. I have to get used to saying that. Um, you can also follow us online at Rebels Podcast on Twitter as well as on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. And uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt on Twitter at the Crankster. That is Crankster with a K. Uh, yes. And, of course, we are a part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head over to Thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. As I mentioned earlier, uh, the Disney Dads Cartoon Afternoon, that's the full title of the new podcast. We'll be we'll be putting out our first episode. As a matter of fact, uh, Curtis and I are going to record it tomorrow night, and uh, so it'll probably be out. Maybe I'm going to say Friday. Actually, as you're if you're listening to this, then you then it's tonight that we're recording our episode. Um, but yeah, Friday, maybe Saturday morning, um, to coincide with the uh, with the launch of the new Ducktales series on Disney XD. So get excited for that um and then we know we'll have regular episodes of that coming up soon that's cartoon afternoon um so look forward get hyped as the kids are saying uh (laughs) and of course if you want to support our podcast you can do that by heading to two different places uh first is store.thunderquack.com where you can uh buy merch and that supports the shows um, and we really appreciate everybody. We've actually had a lot of people going and taking advantage of that right now. The store is through Redbubble. Uh, so when you go to store.thunderquack.com, it's going to redirect you to Redbubble. Sign up for their newsletters because they do all sorts of deals. Every week, something's on sale. So if you want to get a phone case, just wait for the sale. It doesn't affect us if you buy stuff on sale. Um, we still we still make our profit off of it. So get it 30% off, get it 40% off. Why spend the money? Um, you're still supporting us and we appreciate it. Store.thunderquack.com to check that out. Um, and like I said, limited time. If you want anything with the Rebels podcast logo on it, now is the time. Uh, 
Of course, the other way to support us is by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and pledging your support over there. That's a monthly amount that you determine, and uh, depending on how much you, you pledge, you'll get different rewards. But everybody gets access to the exclusive Thunderquack podcast, which Matt and I are about to record the very, very late July Ooh. episode uh, right after we're done with this. Where thankfully he's going to be doing most of the talking and I can shut up for a bit. But we're going to learn all about Matt and what makes him tick. Uh, So get ready for that. Um, But that is exclusive to Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash thunderquack. You also get access to the Facebook group. um, And at higher uh, reward levels, you get access to the uh the mp3 of our uh, youtube roundtables uh and and more rewards beyond that so uh thank you to everybody who supports us over there uh we yeah, really appreciate you. it we couldn't do it without you so uh patreon.com slash thunderquack and of course last but not least uh we would love it if you would head over to itunes stitcher uh google play whatever you use to listen to the podcast head uh to the to the rebels podcast uh, uh, page on whatever service and give us a, a rating and a review. It helps other people find us, um, and uh, and and you, you it, it you know it, it just helps us be a bigger podcast. More listeners means more support means that we can do more exciting things. So, I uh, yeah, mm-hmm. head over there, give us give us a rating. Honest ratings are are appreciated. Um, and of course, if you've got feedback that you want to give us directly, you can do that by emailing us at rebelspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so thank you guys for listening and, uh, and we will catch you next week. See you next week.